The following three true-false questions will test how well you are paying attention to the Gospel text I just read to you. According to the details given to us in this passage from Matthew chapter 2, question number one, there were three wise men, true or false? Number two, don't be too quick on your answers. <laughs> Question number two, the wise men were kings, true or false? Number three, the names of the wise men were Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, true or false? Well, the correct answers, believe it or not, are false, false, and false. <laughs> Told you, don't answer too quickly. <laughs> See, Matthew does not tell us the exact number of astrologers who came to offer homage and gifts to the infant Christ. The tradition that there were three comes from the fact that three gifts were offered to the Lord, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Nor does Matthew ever tell us that they were kings. That tradition comes from the prophecy of Isaiah chapter 60, which we heard in today's first reading, and Psalm 72, which was today's responsorial psalm. From early on, the early Christians saw a foreshadowing of the Epiphany event in those two passages from the Old Testament. As for their names being Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, that idea is rooted in a tradition that goes back at least to the 6th century, but it was not a part of Matthew's description of the Magi found in his Gospel. And he's the only one, who, Gospel writer, who talks about the Magi. Luke doesn't, Mark doesn't, John doesn't. Now, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that there were not three magi. I'm not saying that they were not kings. I'm not saying their names were not Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. I'm just saying the details, those details, come to us from other sources, not from the Gospel of Matthew itself. If you didn't do too well with those questions, I'll give you a chance to redeem yourself with two others. Number one, the magi were Gentiles, True or false? Number two, the Magi submitted themselves to Jesus. True or false? In this case, the answers are true and true. And here we see why Matthew decided to include this particular story in his account of the life of Christ. He included it to teach a very important lesson to his community, and by extension, to teach that same lesson to all of us. The Magi were Gentiles, like most, if not all of us are. We're not Jews. And why is that important? It's important because the mindset of the Jews at the time was that only they were special to the Lord. The Gentiles were the goim, the unclean. So by telling us that these non-Jewish astrologers came to see Jesus at his birth, Matthew is telling us that everyone, without exception, is included in God's plan of salvation. This is also St. Paul's message to us in that text from Ephesians that we heard in our second reading today. Now, those of you who took the Bible study know this well, because we studied this text in depth during our Bible study class. Listen again to these words. These words would have shocked many of the Jewish hearers who first heard them 2,000 years ago. Paul says, God's secret plan, as I have briefly described it, was revealed to me, unknown to men in former ages, but now revealed by the Spirit to the holy apostles and prophets. 
It is no less than this. In Christ Jesus, the Gentiles are now co-heirs with the Jews, members of the same body, and sharers of the promise through the preaching of the gospel. Now, that's a slightly different translation than the one we heard a few moments ago, but I like it better. It's an older translation. It's a lot clearer. Many of the Jewish men and women who first heard those words must have gasped in disbelief. You mean those Gentiles, those heathen, unclean, vile Gentiles have the same spiritual potential as we do, the Jews? Paul says, yes, they do. We should all thank God for that. But there's another crucial fact to note about these men from the East. They submitted themselves to Jesus. St. Matthew says that when they came into the Lord's presence, they prostrated themselves and did him homage. In this regard, have you ever noticed that in almost every crash scene, at least one of the wise men is portrayed on his knees? Check ours out before you leave Mass today if you want. And the other two are usually hunched over as if they're preparing to kneel and prostrate themselves before the Savior. Despite the fact that they might have been kings, they came to the Lord in submission, they came in humility. And that's exactly the way we need to come to Jesus, if we want to experience the fruits of his redemptive work. So if the Magi were standing here this morning and not yours truly, they would say to us, yes, everyone is included in God's plan of salvation, Jew and Gentile alike. That means everybody, every human person has the possibility to be saved. But like us, you've got to bend your knee. You've got to acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've got to come to him in humility and submission. You've got to repent of your sins. Otherwise, you cannot be included in his kingdom. Now, that's a radical message today because a lot of people, a lot of Christians believe that pretty much everybody goes to heaven. No questions asked. You don't even have to repent of your sins. The Magi would disagree strongly. A while back in this regard, I heard the confession of a man who hadn't received the sacrament of reconciliation in almost 20 years. Without revealing the details of the confession itself, suffice it to say, he made a great one. The guy, as you might imagine, after 20 years of being away and doing his own thing, had a lot to unload. And as far as I could tell, he unloaded it all. He was what John Vianney would have called a big fish, a big catch for the Lord. Although he probably didn't realize it at the time, that man came into the confessional and did exactly what the Magi did in the cave of Bethlehem 2,000 years ago. Spiritually speaking, he prostrated himself before Jesus and humbly asked for his Savior's forgiveness. And so it should come as no surprise that he left the confessional that day a wise man. A wise man filled with joy, a wise man filled with gratitude. May all of us, my brothers and sisters, in our lives learn to be equally wise.